Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you have been and who you become, and that it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. I'm your host, Dave Jorner, and each week I will bring you the best guests, tips, and messages to inspire and help you and me do life even better. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let's get started. Hi friends and thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. So it's been quite a while since our last solo round and I thought it's about time that we have another one today. And before we get into it, we've had some more ratings and reviews come on in. So today's fan of the week comes from, in fact, Dr. Joe Lukens, who was one of our guests and is now a listener. So Joe, thank you very much. Joe says, insightful, entertaining, and informative, and a five-star rating. Thank you. And she says, always enjoy listening to the next episode of Do Life Better. Dave has so much great information to share and a relaxed and engaging interview style, something to be gained from every episode. Joe, thank you very much. I really do appreciate you leaving us that rating and a review. And again, particularly from going from a guest on the podcast to now a listener. So Joe, thank you very much for that. And you might have noticed some of you as well that I have just now released the very new image for the Do Life Better podcast. For some of you, it may not have shown up yet. Um, It takes a little while longer to upload or to update on some podcast apps and others. But for everybody who is in the Do Life Better community on Facebook who have been part of the voting process, we've had a few goes of this and for everyone who's been part of the voting process and for those of you who've had a chat with me and given me your deeper insights as well, thank you very much. So I hope you do like our new image for the Do Life Better podcast. Now for today's solo round. As you know, I like to focus on something that I've been thinking about in the previous week. So this week I was interviewed by someone for a magazine article. And during the chat, I remember that one of the reasons I am who I am today is because about four years ago, I decided to be my own human experiment for all the different things I was learning about by listening to different podcasts and reading a whole bunch of different books. And I decided to give heaps of it a go and then see what happens. During that time, What I found was that some things worked really well for me and made quick changes, but others seemed to take me backwards. It started to take me further away from my goals, from the mood I wanted to create, the sense of energy and well-being. And for example, one of the things I started was to start running again every day. But what would happen is I would actually run flat out every time and only end up more tired than before I started because... I don't know, for some reason, I thought that's what I needed to do. And if I'm going to be a runner, I've got to go flat out because, again, I thought that was the best approach. And turns out also I ran at the wrong time of day, went for the wrong amount of time, at the wrong pace, as I said, and then even had the wrong nutrition before and afterwards. And yes, the way I was exercising may have worked for some people, but absolutely not for me. It took me a while, in fact, to realize that running did work and could work for me but only after I made some adjustments to really allow it to suit my lifestyle, who I am, my level of fitness at the time, and my own personal goals. Another example is when I started working from home. I started using some productivity tips, but they didn't work for me for a whole bunch of reasons. And I even found that you know I'd, I'd start to do creative work at one particular time of the day, but turns because that's what a lot of people said you should do. But turns out morning was much better for me. I even tried working in different coffee shops, but it didn't help until I found the right type of coffee shop with the right level of noise and music, and even then stayed there for the right amount of time. 
And then even when I started presenting in schools and running leadership programs, when I started, I tried doing it in someone else's style and it really didn't work. It wasn't until I started to discover and look deeper and started to find my own strengths and my own style and felt confident and comfortable in that and started to own that way of doing things that I actually started to become a lot more confident, but also much more effective in that. One of the things that I realized I had to grow in before any of these changes started to take action, before this personal experiment of mine started to take effect, the thing I had to work on the most was, in fact, my self-awareness. Having a really good understanding of who I was in the moment, where I wanted to get to, my levels of health and well-being and mental health, mindset, everything like that. Take really good stock of where I am right now, then where I wanted to go. And it was only by doing that that I was able to see the different types of changes and improvements that I could actually make. So if you're wanting to make improvements in your life, whether it be health, mindset, mental health, career, relationships, or anything else, but if you're wanting to make those changes, but you're not making the improvements and gains that you're hoping for, maybe like me, maybe a large part of that comes back to your level of self-awareness. As in, how well you know your strengths, your limits, the areas of improvement, your triggers, and your likely reactions. Also, the way your values, beliefs, experience, knowledge, and intelligence colors everything you see and experience. You see, trying to gain self-improvement or to improve in any area of your life without self-awareness is kind of like trying to make a Lego plane but you're missing some pages from the instructions. You have the wrong pieces. Your little brother stole and hid some pieces, glued in the wrong instructions, and then keeps turning the lights off so you have moments of building it in the dark. And if you're being honest with yourself, all you actually really want is to have a Lego car, but you're only making a plane because, well, everyone else is. In other words, without self-awareness, it's like you're trying to make the ideal you but not knowing what to improve or how to improve or why you do certain things and when you do them and the outcomes you create from certain choices, habits, decisions, and behaviors. So self-awareness is the cornerstone to your emotional intelligence. Now, emotional intelligence is the way you understand, interpret, and manage your own emotions and that of those around you, of the other people around you. Emotional intelligence, in fact, is the biggest predictor to your success in life. It turns out that people high in self-awareness tend to be among the most successful leaders, business owners, and sporting people. And they also have the best and longest lasting relationships. So if you want to make improvements in your life, if you're trying to make change and it's just not working, maybe it's time to start looking at your self-awareness first. You see, by not having self-awareness, What they found is that you have too many black holes in your knowledge of yourself. You can't grow fully or improve or get better because, again, you won't know which advice works for you or how to best implement that advice. You're more likely to be reactionary because you're less aware of your triggers and the emotions they create and then your tendency to react in a certain way. You're not aware of the impact that you have on others as a result of your behaviors and actions. And you're more inclined to believe those unhelpful negative thoughts and have unrealistic expectations of yourself. You also fall into the trap of having the imposter syndrome, where you think that you haven't got what it takes, that you're not good enough, that you don't deserve that opportunity. 
It also leads to things like perfectionism or comparing yourself to others and self-doubt. Another thing is not being aware of how your emotions and mood affect your decisions. You see, if you have a highly stressful moment, what happens is your brain releases chemicals like cortisol, okay? And what that means is that you then start making much poorer decisions. You react, you snap, you literally see less. Your peripheral vision is reduced. Um, You're less likely to take positive risks. Now, those chemicals stay within your body, would you believe, for 26 hours after that stressful moment. So having to think about it now, between now and 26 hours beforehand, if you had a stressful moment then, any decisions you've made, any interactions you've had with anybody was probably lessened because of that moment. Yeah, but then if we have a really positive moment, it releases endorphins and other things into your body and that enables your decision-making abilities and you feel better about yourself and everybody else around you. You're more prone to take positive risks and a whole bunch of other benefits as well. But that only stays with you for 10 minutes. Okay, so by increasing your self-awareness, you also make better decisions because you're more aware of how your emotions influence and cloud the way that you think and the way that you see the world around you. Now, of course, there's many benefits from increasing your self-awareness. And these include things like, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, and where you can grow. You're able to implement the ways of change that suits you best. Not just what the gurus say, not just what some outliers, some extreme people are doing, it works for them. That's great for them, but maybe it's not great for you. Maybe you're not a morning person. Maybe you work much better at nighttime, so stick to that. Maybe exercising in the morning isn't for you. Maybe it does work better at nighttime. Maybe Sprints work for you one day, and then the longer run works for you another day. So again, using your filter of knowing what works best for you, so taking the advice from everybody else, putting it through your own filter of what works best for you, and then being able to implement that to make the best changes for you. Again, by increasing your self-awareness, you're also more able to be a response and not a reaction. You are more aware of trigger moments in your life. So again, for me, knowing that if I come home after a stressful day, maybe just maybe my youngest son is going to have a tantrum. So if I'm aware of that on my drive home, the potential that he might have a tantrum tonight, if I'm aware of that, I can then take the steps necessary. I can have time and silence in the car before I get home. I can allow myself to be more calm and patient before I get there. If you have a meeting coming up and you think there might be a difficult conversation that could trigger you in a way, then you can prepare yourself for that. Other positive changes that you'll be able to create for more self-awareness is you'll in fact have more self-confidence and self-compassion because you'll be more aware of your strengths, your weaknesses, and areas of growth. You'll be more aware that your values, beliefs, knowledge, understandings, experiences, and mood, etc. are responsible for the way that you see the world around you, how you interpret these events, how you engage with other people, and what you think about yourself as well. You also make better decisions, as I said before, because you know when it's time to make the decision, when you need just to sit back for a while, let that high emotion go, that anger or sadness or frustration, let that go, and then take action later. It's like when you have when you want to write that angry email, don't do it when you're angry. Don't email, don't send those communications when you're angry. Instead, let the anger go and then send it when you're coming from a place of calm. You will also be able to adapt the way you act and, again, your decisions and your moods given your current situations. Okay, so clearly having a higher self-awareness is incredibly beneficial for you and for your relationships. So how can you improve it? One of them is to stop and check in with yourself regularly throughout the day. So for quite a while, I used to do this on the hour 
every hour during the day. I would stop for about even just two minutes and firstly focus on my breathing. How is my breathing going? And then I'd think about what emotions am I experiencing right now? Uh, How did my last hour go? Did I react to something or was I able to take a positive response? So check in with yourself regularly throughout the day. Are you acting in line with your values? Have you been an emotional reaction or have you been able to respond more positively? Another one is to seek feedback from others in terms of how you've been behaving, the decisions that you've been making in different situations. Another one is to journal. I find that if I journal at the end of the day, I know I've spoken about this one a lot, but if I journal, it helps me gain a deeper understanding of myself, of my own internal thoughts, of the way that I react or respond given different emotions and different situations. It also helps me more clearly understand my triggers and then help me set up a game plan for what I can do next instead. And meditation has been huge for me, particularly trying Keely meditation recently. By doing that, I've actually been able to notice different emotions entering into my body like anger and frustration and then have greater time and presence to actually observe them, to sit with them and then let them go. By doing that, I've noticed that I have actually in the past and even just up to recently, I have been much more of a reaction to my internal emotions than what I would like. So by doing this Keely meditation, what I've noticed is, again, being far more aware of the emotions entering into my body, simply letting them be there, not let them be who I am, not let them take over, just let them be inside. I don't have to like it being there at all, but let it be inside let it go, and then take a positive response afterwards. Another way to improve it is to explore your current beliefs, expectations, and values. And firstly, do they line up with your greatest, best self? Do they line up with who you want to be and where you want to get to? Do they serve you in a positive way or are they in fact holding you back? Sometimes we need to check in with these values and beliefs and expectations and change them to make them a little bit more self-compassionate, help them be a little bit more fair with ourselves. So there are some ways to improve. Again, just nice and quickly, stop and check in with yourself regularly throughout the day. Journal, seek feedback from others, meditation, explore your beliefs, expectations, and values, check in with them and see if you need to change them or tweak them at all. And just to sum all this up, I saw a post on Facebook today, which says, and I think this fits it perfectly. It says, don't promise when you're happy. Don't reply when you are angry and do not decide when you are sad. So by being highly aware of yourself, of your emotions, of your goals, of your current state, of who you are being right now and who you want to be and how come, of how you react and how you respond to people around you, of the way that you impact the people in your life, by being highly aware of yourself, you are able to much more easily reach your goals because you know where you need to start. You know the action that you need to take and importantly, you know when to take it and for how long. You also know who you're being for those in your life, for your loved ones, for your friends, for your family, for your colleagues. So you're much more able to be highly effective and successful in all areas of your life. So again, if you are really trying to create positive change in your life in any way, start 
by increasing that level of self-awareness. Even if it is working for you, even if you are making more changes, I highly encourage you to work on that self-awareness because it is the key factor for emotional intelligence. Everything else comes out of that, like your self-management. You need to be aware of yourself before you can manage yourself. You need to be aware of yourself and your own emotions before you're able to understand the emotions in others and before you can help them manage their emotions. So again, it all has to start with you. So your challenge for this week. For more of those things I've mentioned earlier, find the one that suits you the best. Again, this is about self-awareness. You know what works best for you, hopefully. If you don't yet, that's okay. Give them a go. Again, it was stop regularly throughout the day to check in with yourself to see how you're going. Journal, seek feedback from others, meditate or explore your current beliefs, expectations and values. Choose the one that you think will work the best for you Give it a go for a week and then see what happens after that. So, of course, please make sure you do share this with someone who you think could really benefit from increasing their own self-awareness. And to be honest, I think we can all benefit from that. But maybe there's a couple of people in your life who you think would really enjoy hearing this message today. Uh, of course, make sure you are a subscriber and leave a rating and a review. That'd be fantastic if you could do that, please. And I hope this message today will help you create a day that is just a little bit better than yesterday. And again, if you keep doing that enough, before you know it, you will be doing your life even better. So again, thank you for joining me today. I can't wait till next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. And have you subscribed yet? By subscribing to this podcast, that enables you to get notifications every single time a new episode is released. In your podcast app, you can find all the show notes for every episode. And if you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via email at hello at projecthatch.com.au. That's hello at projecthatch.com.au. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone you think will benefit from these messages, And now it's time to get out there and do life better.